Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and once again, I am joined by Jackie. Hey. And I am joined by Miles. Hello. Miles, you missed your cue back there, but... Hello. I'll fix it in post. Yeah, just just do that for the entire podcast. (laughs) We are a podcast that was conceived in order to be a companion piece to the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime from 2013 or 2012. It doesn't matter. Eons ago is what it feels like. Uh, But we covered all of the episodes of the anime, and you can find and listen to them all if you go to anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Uh, Since then, we've been taking suggestions uh, from our listeners and our Patreon supporters. And this week is a Patreon pick. We watched the first three episodes of the anime Hina Matsuri, uh, which is available on Crunchyroll or VRV. And we will tell you how we feel about it a little bit later. Miles, how have you been? Uh, we missed you good. last week. It was just a Jackie and Mark joint. I assume you listened and took notes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Weren't there, there were a couple listeners that they left messages for Miles, basically. They left messages for Miles and they said that they liked it a lot better with us only. That's not what happened. That didn't happen. No, we did get a few tweets that were like, oh, I want Miles to listen, to watch or whatever. Was it a good show? Yes. It was pretty good. It's a good shonen show. Like, it feels very shonen-y. I don't know what that means. Like, it feels like a Dragon Ball Z or Naruto. Where it's like... I disagree. Everyone's got, like, quirky, colorful designs and they all have these different powers is jojo's a shonen yeah but it's okay, a fine. it's like weirder because it throws in like trivia about like bugs and shit mm-hmm. and everyone weirder. looks like a sexy gay model yes okay so, so I, uh, yes cool to the listeners who missed me i probably would have just been like yeah it was fine i probably am not gonna watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> listeners don't know that you we just recorded you saying that kind of thing once and we just have pasted it the last 10 episodes. <laughs> You're just going like, I liked it okay. <laughs> Miles, you watch any anime in the uh, interim? Is that why you couldn't join us last week? Were you just binging One Piece? I was uh, traveling. I temporarily broke quarantine. Oh my God. I know. You? Sorry, Cuomo. Sicko. We don't live in New York. <laughs> 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 fuck him that's not our governor sorry phil murphy there you go yeah bend the knee to new jersey phil murphy anyway that's enough enough okay. talk let's talk about anime first thing we do no let's talk about emails yes let's talk about anime emails mm-hmm. this podcast is an anime about gmail.com no uh before we get into talking about hinamatsuri we'd like to read some of our listener emails uh people anybody can write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Uh, and we have to read what they write. Uh, <laughs> we except don't have when to. we don't and we just yeah. ignore it. Uh, this is a follow up. I'm just going to summarize here. This is from Pamela, our Nigerian Canadian uh, listener. New York. <laughs> I thought it was Canadian. I don't know. I, they clarify New York later well, in this email. I, I didn't don't get know. that far. Uh, they didn't think uh, that we would read the email. So they were in the library at school and they screamed when they heard us read it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, not that many people write to us. <laughs> we, we try to seem professional, but eh. 
Um, they say that, yes, I got the main languages right from Nigeria, which are Igbo, Yoruba, and Hausa. That was the third one. Um, but they're from a smaller community called the Urhobo. Which yeah, okay. I always find this thing in, you know, I don't know a lot about languages in Africa. I mm-hmm. suspect none of us do. Mm-hmm. And whenever I go to look one up, I'm like, maybe they're similar to uh, another language I've heard of. And it, there's like 4 million of them. Mm. And there's all these different like language trees that it's just. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to learn. I've been listening to uh, some Nigerian music. It's it's mostly in English. What did, what have you been listening to? Um, Like, I don't know what the genre is. It's like rap-ish reggae stuff. Mm. I've been listening to an artist called Popcan. Oh, he's Nigerian? I think so. Yeah. It's spelled like Popcon with two A's, right? Yeah, and Fireboy DML. I feel like Nigerian music is becoming very popular. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Popcon was on that that remix or that song called Good Times. Jamie XX produced it, I think. Love that song. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's good. He has a verse on that, and I forget what else he's been on, but I've heard him too. Wait, I was um, wrong. He's Jamaican. <laughs> you're wrong. He's Jamaican. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I thought. I was like, I swear this guy's Jamaican. Wait, but, who? Right. Who? Popcan? Popcon. Yeah. Popcon. Popcan. I think Jamaican. the other guy yeah. I mentioned is actually Nigerian. You okay. didn't mention another guy. Yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah, he did. I mentioned Fireboy DML, and yeah. he's actually Nigerian. Oh, okay. okay. You got one, one right out of two. Got it. DML stands for don't make me, I don't know lie about my country of national origin whatever i don't listen to him but burna boy is also a popular nigerian guy that rings a bell but that's it burna boy uh they agree with me that the only reason speedwagon never got married is because he never stopped wanting jonathan joestar's dick uh <sighs> and he was <laughs> stayed single so he could get his back blown out in the afterlife yeah oh my god uh the true mystery is whether or not edina knew speedwagon wanted a slice of her husband what do we think <laughs> P.S. I'm horny and I am a Nigerian who sounds just like a New Yorker, not a Canadian. I love you all and I hope you have an awesome day. I'm walking here. <laughs> right. All right. As opposed Miles to, nailed it. <laughs> as opposed to I'm walking A or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Irina knew I think she's anything. just oblivious. I think she just pl- picks flowers. She picks flowers, washes her face with mud. Is that what she does? Um, after Dio kissed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the sickest burn in JoJo. I can, I think, mm-hmm. might be the sickest burn I've ever heard of. Yeah, we don't have a ton of ruminations on that subject. I don't think. Who wants to read the next email? I'll do it. I need to start pulling my weight again. Yeah, this email is from Erich. It says, "Yo, Angelo," is the subject line. So glad someone finally made you watch Demon Slayer as it is one of my favorites in recent memory. Mark, sad to hear you didn't care for character design in the show. I felt similarly at first, but it did grow on me. For what it's worth, quasi-spoiler, Giyu's mismatched patterns on his haori do have significance and are later explained so it's not busy distracting for no reason. Question for you, are there any anime you've enjoyed so much that you felt compelled to continue on with where it left off by reading the manga? That's what happened to me with Jojo and Demon Slayer, and that was my first foray into reading manga in general. Jackie, glad to hear your appreciation for the voice acting of Natsuki Tane, Tanjiro. 
I agree he does a great job of bringing out genuine and powerful emotion in the role of Tanjiro. I do recommend another anime he is in, though the character he voices in it is just about as different from Tangerine <laughs> as you could possibly get. The show is called The Disastrous Life of Psyche K and is probably the funniest anime I've seen. Miles, you were missed, but this was a great app regardless. Sincerely, Eric. All Thanks, I got Eric. from that was that we don't need you. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's because I had energy that episode. I think I think if like Miles isn't here, I need to make up for the lost like the the missing person by just having more energy yeah it were you sounded like two people <laughs> at one point you spoke and i heard a chord of hellish voices uh-huh. that, that said, said we are legion <laughs> that said the soul is mine back away <laughs> um yeah the only thing that i've enjoyed and, and ended up reading the manga of was trigon although yeah i guess in a way trigon like ended the tv show in a totally different way and then then the author kept going with Trigon the Maximum, and uh, I read it years and years later, and I, I was definitely glad I did that. Miles, you read the Evangelion manga, am I right? No. Okay. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Have you guys ever uh, read a manga because you liked an anime? I feel like the only thing I've read and watched is Love Hina. Oh. Mm. Jackie? I do not do that. Mm. Um, so I'll just watch an anime or I will read a manga, but I won't do both. So for example, I used to read a lot of horror manga, but there weren't anime out for those. Yeah. So I just read the mangas and they were cool. Well, I, I guess if like anything did come out for them, I would watch it. Like there was a drifting classroom live action movie that I think I watched. I don't really remember it. I don't think it was that good, but... <laughs> I watched it's it. It's falling further and further down. <laughs> this is really a Stadler of Waldorf. The, and like I have the Uzumaki movie. It was terrible. Live action. Um, yeah. So I would watch. I don't know. For me, it's either if I if there is no if there's an interesting story and I want to read the manga, I'll just read the manga if there's no anime. Yeah. And it's good. So, yeah. It's easier to manage your time when you read the manga, but you have to focus more. Because mm-hmm. you can just be like, I'm going to read 15 minutes. I also haven't read manga since, like, probably in the last, like, 10 years. <laughs> like, since I graduated oh, college, yeah, yeah. I have not read manga. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Anyway. I'm interested in this disastrous life of Psyche K. Psyche K. Sounds... It's on the list. I put okay. it on there. Okay, good. Yeah. I got to go through there and see what we've watched and then also see what anime titles are on there that I thought, what the fuck is this? Because one rando suggested an anime and then mm-hmm. nobody else brought it up. Mm-hmm. We have a few other p- animes that multiple people have suggested, but we just haven't gotten around to. However, I really want to watch Gurren Lagann again. So listeners, if you want us to talk about Gurren Lagann, just send an email to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com with the subject line, hell yeah. And the body <laughs> says no body in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should I read the next email? Yes. All right. This next email is from Matt. Uh, sorry, but yeah, it was that. Mark is the subject line. Okay. Uh, yo, Josuke, I meant uh, if you didn't have an idea for a pod extravaganza thing, you're turning 200 soon. Uh, maybe a clip show or maybe go back and rewatch the start of uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, review it and have your editor splice 
in your pod episode <laughs> oh two sound bites. Episode I think it's episode zero to two. Ah. Shout okay. out to our editor. Yeah. <laughs> our editor. <laughs> great job. Um, I'm astounded how you've made a great podcast which refuses to read the manga. Anime only. Mark, how much does Jackie know? Is she ready for, for part six? No spoilers. Yada yada dawa. And then they corrected themselves in a later email. Yada yada dawa. <laughs> yeah. And you said this was Matt, right? This is Matt. This is Matt. Jackie, how much do you know? I'm not ready for part six. I have no idea. I have no idea. You know who is ready? Everybody else. I know. Waiting for this goddamn... And and Jackie, you have to to get ready because everyone's waiting on you. No. They they haven't announced the anime yet. They need to release the anime and then I'll I'll be ready. I'm I'm ready when you're ready. I think you have it backwards. Anime. I'm ready. For Golden Wind, it took so long because... And then eventually you said, I'm ready. And David Production finished making it. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay, good. Guys. It's coming out. We're going to get a Stone Ocean announcement in the next week because Jackie is ready. Nice. I just know it. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah. Miles, are you ready for part six? No. Oh. This next email is from Brayden. And it's titled Superstitions, Sexuality, and VTubers. Dear JJBP gang. Hello again. This is Brayden. A couple of days ago, me and my friend were talking about things we believe in, and I brought up the fact that every time I see a clock hit 11-11, I have to make a wish. This confused her greatly, and we argued if it was a real superstition or not. So here's my question. Do you believe in any superstition? Or do you have something odd that you do for luck? I also came out to my friend as bi during that talk, and she took it pretty well. It was the first person I told who actually knows me. And since I live in the South, it's scary to tell people those things. I'm relieved that I said something, though. With relief, Brayden. P.S. I started watching VTubers recently, and it seems to be a rabbit hole I can't escape. Uh, good they job, later... Sorry, Miles, what was that? I said good job, congrats. For watching virtual YouTubers? Congrats for yeah, coming out for to your that. friend. Oh, yeah, 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 there's that. <laughs> See, I'm so open-minded, right, that when people tell me, I don't even notice. You don't even notice. I'm like, That's wow, true. You big are deal. Super open-minded. <laughs> Whatever. My middle name's Edward. That's trivia about me. no. Uh, congrats. I'm glad you got the chance to tell someone that. They did add on and say that uh, this is Braden. I noticed the last email didn't have anything to do with anime. So here's an anime question: If you had to have one JoJo character as a coworker, who would it be? Really yeah. sorry for the second email, Braden. All right, <laughs> this was a good email until you made it about anime. <laughs> Miles just wants to talk about slice of life stuff, his <laughs> habits. He he just wants you to ask about like laundry tips and shit like that. I I put on my Instagram have... story my like boring like fight with an old doorknob we have in our house, and Miles was like, "This is the content you should stream." <laughs> and I know he was half joking, but I don't know. I was kind of serious. I want to see like mark working around the house i think a stream of me doing that would be great because it would be really relatable to people who also don't know what they're doing and you'd probably get people in the stream who are like no you got to do this that's like my (laughs) biggest fear though yeah it's like why it's like half the reason why i don't do a lot of things is because i'm like they're all gonna laugh at me (laughs) Uh, you're learning though yeah this is how you do it uh 11 11 is a real superstition i've heard of that one just wanted to say that what? I've heard that if all the digits on the clock line up, people say like, touch something blue or make a wish or something. No, I've heard like when it's 11, 11, you make a wish. But that kind of died down. Like people were doing it a lot. 
I remember like a couple years ago. And we now, got like, old. now no one does it anymore. May- yeah, maybe we're maybe we're old now. <laughs> we I did get know. old. Also, we we don't uh, see people we don't know anymore. That's true. There's that. Yeah, we're not going to school. Well, or, I did a year ago. Yeah. I saw people a year ago. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you can't prove that. You have no photos. I think if you tell me that if you do something, it's good luck. As long as it's not like a bother, I'll probably do it. Like I make wishes on stars and I make wishes on the moon. And I, uh, there's like a New Year's superstition with like Spanish countries, Spanish influenced countries that you like eat 12 grapes at midnight. I always do that. And you make wishes on them. Um, I love grapes. Miles loves grapes. You just blanking on what you have a superstition I, anything about? Anything that I, I'm like, this is a lucky thing. I'll like keep it around me, even though it, it might not like act. I know it doesn't really mean anything. I like to look at it and think like, oh, this is lucky. You yeah. know, I buy into like, oh, you buy this charm and it'll help you be brave. And I'm like, yes, I want to be brave. I'm going to hold on to this charm and wear it when I feel fearful. Yeah. I want to see you be brave. So. Well, I'm brave. I want to see okay is that a song okay is it kelly clarkson it's somebody like that it's sarah Bareilles. okay what commercial is that on though honestly i want to see you be brave i don't know um what anime character would you like as a wait no miles do you believe in any superstitions or do any superstitious things i used to blow kisses when i would run a yellow light which i think a lot of people do or something similar when they run a lot. I also knock on wood. You mm. said blow kisses, but I don't know that that's quite what you do. I've seen you do it. You kiss your fingers and then put it to the ceiling. Blowing kisses uh, is yeah. like I, you kiss your palm and then you like blow it at someone. I honestly have not. I stopped doing that. I, I haven't done it in a long, long time, but it's yeah. something I used to do and I stopped doing. I'd never heard of that. Oh, I know something I do. Um, this is more like a compulsion, but if I see a that fish that people have on their car, the sign of early Christianity, you know, the simple fish. The Jesus fish? Yeah. Have I talked about this on the pod? I think no. I have. I say, I say out loud at some volume, I say Jesus fish. Okay. And I, I've done that since when I was like, I don't even know, like 14 or 15. Oh, that's a compulsion. You just have to do that. I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I just have never wanted to or been able to not do it. I think it was because like... The uh, power of Christ compels you to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 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 pesca the pe- I don't I don't know something fish of Christ <laughs> compels you yeah it was like a thing where I had seen an episode of Seinfeld with a friend or my brother and uh, there's like that subplot where Elaine steals someone's Jesus fish mm. I think the writers of Seinfeld were just amused with themselves using the term Jesus fish uh huh anyway okay. um and yeah the other question was what anime character would you like as a coworker. I don't know. I feel like I would just want someone who would do all the work and I wouldn't have to do it. Ugh. Like someone strong, like uh, Mob Psycho. But but they'd have to be okay with doing all the work. I would fake it. I would trick them into doing all of my work. So they'd have to be kind of stupid. No, I'm very smart. I can fool Ugh. anyone. All right. So, so who? Maybe the Mob Psycho guy. He seems he's, very powerful. He's smarter than you. Shit. No, he's kind of dumb. You don't know that. No, he's smart. That should be a game show. Which are you smarter than an anime character? <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, 
the main guy in this anime. I feel like he's very like easygoing. The Yakuza guy? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know though. He's like a gangster. I don't know that he'd be a good coworker. I kind of didn't like him because I thought he looked like Trump Jr. or something. Mm. <laughs> he did, but if they did a live action, he'd be a Japanese he, he guy. Was, he was like blonde with his hair slicked back and like all this money and like... That's just know. what a winner looks like, Jackie. And like gold chains everywhere. Kira kind of looks like that. No. In his primary Kira looks form. classier. That's true. Kira looks like uh, American Psycho. This guy doesn't. Yeah, you know, classy. <laughs> yeah. Not well, at all like classy. Trump Jr., He's classy. Yeah, classy guy like uh, Patrick Bateman, mm-hmm. who dissects little girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, I don't know who I would want to work with. Um, maybe, maybe Ed, at Radical Edward. Oh yeah, because yeah, she seems like she's funny. She's funny, and we'll work together on computers stuff. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> maybe for me. Th- yeah, you know what? Then let's stick with Cowboy Bebop. I'll say Ein, because then I could pet a dog. Aww. half the time yeah it'd be great that's Aww. a good co-worker and the dog could type maybe maybe i, I think i can type yeah, i don't know i don't know what i can do um also you mentioned vtubers brayden i too like just discovered virtual youtubers that oh, was a thing that, that I, is. I i knew that existed mark showed me it yeah but like one clip is like going viral now i'm sh- maybe that's how you found it too where it's this japanese girl or character tries to do an English only stream, but her English is really terrible. And mm-hmm. she also is really bad at the video game and screams at it. And it's, it's very charming. It's funny. Plus this talent company, because it's this enormous industry. Wait, Mark, explain what this is because oh, okay. miles might not know. And the listeners might not know. It's this weird thing where it's the same format as streaming. Like you're playing a game or doing something like singing and broadcasting to, to an audience. But instead of it being a, camera image of you live it's an anime avatar but it is mapped to your real body this is done either just like with an iphone app that just uses its 3d sensing camera so that when you raise your eyebrows or open your mouth the anime character does the same thing uh or there are like more advanced ones where you put dots and shit on your face i think um and so you know japan being like the fandom industry being like into characters and anime as they are, uh, it's really taken off there. This idea that it's like, you don't just have to be like some schlub in a basement on a webcam with bad lighting. It's like, you're this cool, well-designed anime looking person. And it's gotten to the point where they have like talent managing agencies and a very big one called Hollow Live just launched an English language. I, I don't know what you call it. Group? Brigadoon, what I don't know. So there's like five people that speak English and they do this stuff, but they also switch to Japanese half the time. I guess they didn't want to alienate their original audience. Um and yeah, it's interesting. Some of the people that design their avatars also do like anime designs. Like one of them was saying, Oh, my designer did the characters for Steinsgate, which is an anime we've got recommended a few times. Mm. Um I don't really watch streaming all that much anymore. I'd rather listen to a podcast or do something myself. But it is a, a funny and interesting distraction. I think Mark and I should become anime characters and, and do this virtual streaming thing together. I think we should. I don't think we'd be able to keep up with it consistently. You know, we'd always be like, I don't fucking want to do that. <laughs> Can we do it tomorrow? 
and the agency would be like you you have to do it every and I, day i would put on a character i would be like this wacky anime girl i wouldn't be chill i would have no chill yeah <laughs> i couldn't keep that up <laughs> I would do it if it could be like the dark man mask where after 99 minutes, it just melts away and you have to hide. Oh. Yeah. Listeners, tune in for more Sam Raimi movie references. Have you seen Dark Man, Jackie? You might like Dark Man. I need to rewatch it. I've never seen it. So we could watch it. I don't know what that is. Liam Neeson is a scientist. Wait, do I don't like Sam Raimi, right? What? I don't like him. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I you, don't... You, do you like Evil Dead? It's okay. Well, I like it's. I like it okay, whoa. but I don't think I've liked any any other thing that he's done. What about Spider Man One, the first Spider Man? Did he do that? He did all the first three. I thought he only did the third one. No, 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 no. He only fucked up on the third one because that script is a bunch of melted garbage. The first one is fine. First two are good. Yeah, they're good. <sighs> yeah, they're good. He's good. Anyway, Dark Man is is fun. It's just a little comic booky, sci fi kind of thing where this sort of uh, damaged jilted scientist can make masks to look like anybody he wants but it only can stay like real looking and active for 99 minutes oh maybe he wrote spider-man 3 did he write it i don't know Is that the i get the vibe that like four people wrote spider-man 3 that feels like one of those things where someone writes a draft and then the studio's like no it's gotta have venom and then some other asshole comes in and puts venom in they couldn't decide what to do with that movie he, he did write drag me to hell he did write spider-man 3 he has a writing credit but that doesn't mean yeah i think maybe i just don't like the movies that he's written i don't think he wrote spider-man 3 There's he no did way. write dark man dark man's good all right we'll see all right we'll watch it um <laughs> pod next anime we're covering for next for next week will be dark man <laughs> the live action liam neeson vehicle uh, so stay tuned for that. I'll be like, this isn't this isn't any, like any other anime. Yeah, Miles, did you say your anime coworker or no? I said the character, the Yakuza from this week. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe if you'd listen to me sometimes. Cool. All right. Does someone want to read uh, the next email? Uh, who's turn? I'll is do it? it. Okay, go. This email is from our dear. Dear friend, Chad. And the subject line is, all I know is Hinamatsuri is girl's day. Is that... I don't know. Okay. Aloha, JJB pod crew. Regarding JoJo's Bizarre Podcast episode 194 in large, large type. Chad hmm. typed that in. I haven't had the chance to watch this week's pick, though I used to see ads for it a lot before I upgraded to Crunchyroll. I had a few more things I wanted to share about Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer. Uh, you all made a big fuss over Giyu opening his letter to the trainer with sorry to bother you out of nowhere, but saying that makes a little more sense if you consider he probably sent the letter much faster than by regular mail. I think in episode 5 you find out Demon Slayers are assigned carrier birds that quickly deliver messages for them, usually orders from HQ. Oh. So it's likely that the trainer got the message right after Giyu met Tanjiro. Okay. It's not too much of a spoiler. We find out the way Nezuko avoids eating people is that she sleeps to regain her strength. I figure at the start of the series, since Nezuko just became a demon, it makes sense that she sleeps for the duration of Tanjiro's training. The rope and streamers around the giant rock Tanjiro has to slice are referred to as Yorishiro. It's also become something of an anime and manga trope to sh or shorthand to let viewers know that something is large. Oh. Anyway, hope you all are doing well. Take care and stay safe. 
Mahalo, Chad. P.S. You all haven't done a JoJo theme episode like the dogs or sexuality one in a while. I know you've mentioned wanting to do a dad one, but I have another suggestion. Memes from JoJo. You could talk about favorites of yours if you have any, or maybe times that you saw a JoJo meme out in the wild. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love any suggestion that ends with, I don't know. (laughs) Just like, here's something. Yeah, that's not not a bad idea, although I think I would need to... We would need to figure out a way that it would be relatable because a lot of memes are visual. Yeah. Right. Unless it was like, here are popular quotes or things people do that are more auditory. I don't know. Yeah. We'd have to describe every meme <laughs> and then it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> yeah. And the episode would be titled, I don't know. Yeah. Because we don't know neither. That that thing about Yorishiro really clears up a lot for me, Chad. I did not realize that I've seen that so many times. And yes, that is a trope. Uh, it is funny though to let that it just lets people know like because yeah that thing apparently is it means that something can attract gods or whatever but they just throw it into manga maybe as just shorthand to be like it's big don't i'm not going to draw perspective for you mm. you get it this is a big rock um so that's pretty cool yeah chad added a lot of perspective in general which was helpful he made me think and I do not like that. Yeah. I still don't. I still like, okay, fine. She sleeps to not, to, she sleeps to avoid having to eat people. But like, we all have to sleep and eat. So mm. I don't know. Maybe she's hibernating like, like a bear. Yeah. Cause I, think you know, cause I, when bears hibernate, they just sleep and they don't have to eat. So maybe that's what it is. It slows down their system. Yeah. yeah Cause I think demons can live off like one person for a while. Okay. But I'm no expert. We haven't Fine. watched more. Um, all right. Listeners, the last thing we'll do out here in Correspondence Corner, or as I meant to call it, Banter Bar. There's mm. bars in this anime, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, m- maybe. Um, I'll talk about our Patreon, and I'll make it fast. You're already signed up. I know. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show. There is a variety of tiers. You can even pledge an amount that once a month, and you can only you only have to commit to one month, uh, you can tell us what anime we should watch for an episode, which is how we ended up uh, getting to watch Hinamatsuri this week. Uh, and I want to give a heartfelt thanks to the following people. Nick, Caden, Celeste, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Michael, Martin, Kevin, and Chad. Thank you for supporting the show without you we'd all be dead what oh um is that not true i don't think so uh, is it not is it true that's how i pay for my insulin oh my god anyway, thank you <laughs> this is not this is kind of dark isn't it all right let's uh let's take a break i have to turn on the heat this week i've said it a few times but if you were smart and skipped ahead we watched Hinamatsuri episodes 1 through 3, which is an anime that came out in 2018 by the studio known as Feel. Yeah, that's right, Feel. It is based on a manga that uh, ran from 2010 to 2020, and it's considered a seinen work, which means more for like young adults, 20-somethings, maybe 30-somethings. Maybe we shouldn't kid ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, it, it it ran 12 episodes, and um, I had never heard of Studio Feel 
Um, so I was like, what have they done? And they did some animes called Da Capo, which I feel like I've heard of. Might also be mafia-ish. They did an anime called Corpse Princess, which I've also heard of, but it's still weird. Oh, people have recommended that one, I think. Corpse Princess? Yeah. Okay. And they also did a show or a run of, I don't know, a season called Bikini Warriors. Okay. Bikini Warriors. I feel like I've heard of that one, too. Well, it doesn't sound like a very novel idea. (laughs) Anyway. This, did you say it's only 12 episodes? Yes, it is. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. I'd like, uh, I'll, I'll just say it right now, I'd like to continue watching this show. I sound like I'm I, th- I found the show very, very funny. Yeah. I laughed. Yes. That's how I could tell that I found it funny. I, yeah, I exhaled sharply out of my nose and mouth a few times. Yeah, you were like... <laughs> <laughs> I counted it. I did, I drew little hash marks in the notebook every time I did it. I'd go, there's one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this so this anime... <laughs> That's how I laugh. That's good. Yeah. Well, we'll get a clean take so we can sample that. Um, This is an anime that's about uh, this sort of like gangster guy, this Yakuza type, who is a nonviolent guy, and he seems to trade in... It doesn't matter. He trades in something with jars or vases. He, li- he collects vases. He works for the Yakuza. He has a lot of money. He lives a very fancy life in a fancy apartment. Yeah, and he's just like a young single guy, but out of nowhere, this like... Egg. Metal egg thing <laughs> appears. Like a big egg, like three feet long. With like the face of a person on it. And he sees that, like it just appears like next to him in his living room. And he's just like, I'm going to ignore this. And he just goes to Yeah, he's just bed. denying that it's happening. But basically the premise is inside the egg is this telekinetic or psychokinetic girl who can move things with her mind. And so the show is about... She's very powerful. Him sort of becoming accustomed to taking care of this child. Yeah, he has to take care of her because she's like you have to take care of me <laughs> and I, I'm going to break all your vases if you don't. And he's like, okay, fine. Right. Basically. So he's, yeah, he's, but he's also to... just like, he seems like a pushover too. Like he wasn't really fighting too hard. Like, no, get the yeah, fuck well, out of my house. He's not an aggressive guy. I don't yeah. know how he got into this gang. He doesn't really seem to have the right personality <laughs> for it, but maybe he's, he's a shrewd businessman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a comedy. It's like, it's kind of, it's, I, I called it lighthearted when I was telling Jackie about it, but I don't think I would call this show lighthearted actually. It's kind of dark. Yeah, there's some deep there's some deep topics on here. There's some dark. It's not like anything is overtly dark. There's definitely hints of it though, and and references to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some murder stuff. There's some homelessness stuff. There's uh, some trafficking stuff in there that I noticed. <laughs> um, but none of it's like made fun of or anything. It's just sort of alluded to. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, then there's there's these little side plots that we got a lot of in episode three as well, but um. Jackie, you sounded like you were chomping at the bit to kind of summarize episode one. Uh, I was just kind of going from memory, but uh, what happens in episode one? So I don't know. He takes her in. He refuses to like address the egg at first and he goes and he like takes a shower and stuff and he just Which comes I found back. very funny. Yes. He just ignored the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, relatable. She, when she appears, she is completely naked and she's just like, clothes, please. <laughs> yeah, I did not realize until the end of episode one how much this is, it's a Terminator joke, basically. The whole thing? Yes. To a degree that it's just like this other time or other place sends people back butt naked. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, then they have to just rebuild themselves and be like, all right, I need clothes, I need money, mm. but they're children who yeah. have powers. <laughs> Why? Um, her name is Hina. Her name is Hina. Um, or does she not have a name? No, her name is Hina. Her name's Hina. She but, says it. Okay. She doesn't have a last name. He gives her his last name, yeah, because his name is Yoshifumi. Last name is Nita, but I think they just call him Nita. Um. And yeah, so we see that she's telekinetic. She's extremely strong. She breaks some of his vases. There's this great visual gag that that maybe it was just me, but at one point he's freaking out about his vases and she picks them all up and then all the pieces get levitated off screen and he just sort of looks at it. And I thought we were going to look and they're all put back together. Yeah. But instead she just put it in the trash. Yeah. Just all the bits of it. (laughs) And he's just annoyed that she put it in the wrong type of trash can. Yeah. That it's like non-combustible yeah. material or something. They um, burn their trash in Japan? That's not good. Um, I don't know. Is it better to just throw it in a big pile somewhere? Uh, that's true. They don't have enough room to put it in a big pile. Yeah. Neither does New York. They give it all to us, baby. That's right. New Jersey. New York's landfill. That's not true. Why can't other states be? There's so much. There's a lot emptier states out there. They should be the landfill of America. That's really far. It would be better yeah, used true. though to like drive out to I don't know the middle of fucking Idaho and just throw some trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you, you know. Idaho. I wonder if Middle America, like the parts that are uninhabited, you know, like the really rural parts where there's not even a sheriff, are they like the what, deep like sea? Detroit? No. I wonder if they're like the oh. deep ocean where there's like creatures we've never, never seen before. Like there's just a deer with three ears or something. Anyway, back yes. to this anime. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he sees that she's very powerful and... Um, she just bosses him around, basically. She's like, I don't know. She, for some reason, she makes him take her shopping She he, and he spends like $8,000 on her. Yeah. Um, she, well, she needs... She's like, I need clothes. This is cute. I want this. <laughs> yeah, I, want I love th- her flat voice. Yeah. Yeah. She and she likes uh, expensive food too, so she orders like she loves ikura, high quality ikura. Yeah, which is red caviar, or it's caviar made from salmon, mm. uh, which is mainly it's a high end um, cuisine in Russia and Japan. Mm. We like other caviar that's eaten more globally is made out of sturgeon, mm. I believe. Um, this is how you know it's a seinen manga when you end up being like, well, caviar normally comes mm-hmm. from this fish. Yeah. Um, anyway, all of the children listening to this podcast have fallen asleep and that's fine. I like this anime. (laughs) It's very good. It's very funny. Um, there's a moment in episode two, maybe when he's treating her to dinner and he's like, he's bought her like a big bowl of Ikura and she's like, Oh, why? Like, why am I getting this now? And he's like, well, you're getting this because you worked hard and this is proportionate. This is how adults live. Yeah. She's like, like when adults do good work they're uh compensated appropriately or something right and she's like i'm a woman now and then <laughs> and, it, and he's like no <laughs> just very briefly he's like that is not true he's like that is wrong as if just to tell the show or the viewers like she's a child yeah don't worry um there's there's little bits I also like, that. like that it made me laugh yeah they do things in this show a lot where like somebody says something and then they like have an instant response mm-hmm um, which happens to her a lot. Hina seems to be very manipulatable. Yeah. Well, we get we get kind of like a hint of like, it seems like she's been in a situation before several times where 
she is being taken care of by an adult man or whatever and they just boss her around and make her kill people she's and taking she, yeah her powers are taken advantage of and she yeah. just does it um right she's taken advantage of but um in, in this case at least for the most part he's like no i'm not gonna make you do anything like this, this you know this is my business like you don't have anything to do with this you know so he he wasn't trying to make her do anything that she didn't want to do or um anything like that though he does start to bribe her later on by saying that he will buy her um ikura if she does x y and z yeah which happens later when when she fights um which is good though because it's like these girls are like they're kind of like blank slates Mm because they're used to just being children who are told like here are your orders go use your crazy telekinesis yeah but she's understanding that like you have to get a job like you have to work to get compensation or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I thought was really funny is in the first episode, um, they keep showing like, I don't know why, but they do it a few times. They show TV news and someone talking about something like serious. And then there's just like one news story that's about how the PT, the, like the, the president of the PTA embezzled like $50,000 and they're sort of talking about school and she's like, I want to go to school. And he's like, that made you want to go to school. (laughs) Um, and that's where he's kind of like, Hey, you can't use your powers. Yeah. Because, you know, he's smart enough to know, like, all right, I'll enroll you in school. Suddenly, I (laughs) feel like I'm some kind of caretaker, which he is. He's completely become her, like, foster papa. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes to school. And wouldn't you know it, the there are zany fish out of water antics that happen at school. Like, she's given the fake last name of Nita. And the teacher goes to call her by her, by that name, and she just completely forgets. She's like, "Who is that? That person's not here." <laughs> she's just she just doesn't answer, and is like, "Oh, there's no Nita here. They're not here right now." And then she's like, "Oh, right, I am Nita," and just goes to her seat. And then and everybody she, in class is like, uh, "She's weird." The entire she's class, weird. yeah. <laughs> and then she sleeps the entire day, which I found very relatable. It's uh, it's very easy to fall asleep in school. Yeah, it's it's boring. They don't need to tell me all those things. It's, it is boring. I think it depends on your teacher. Yeah, this guy seemed boring. He seemed like a boring teacher. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was multiple teachers. They like they cut quickly between they all the did different seem teachers. Boring because they were just like they were like and so as you see, like they're yeah. all saying the same yeah stupid mm. like connecting phrase. Um. Therefore. <laughs> so he, the yakuza guy Nita, finds that. He has a good idea for her powers. Oh, because she is just at home. I don't remember what she's doing, but she all of a sudden like is just levitating. He comes home and she's levitating. All the furniture's floating. Everything's like... Everything's blue. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, if I don't use my powers for a while, then um, I lose control of them and they go crazy. And he's like, oh, you should have told me that. And then there's an explosion and like all of his furnishings... (laughs) All of his carpets are just gone. She's just destroying everything he worked so hard for <laughs> or whatever. And then in the bear apartment, she's like, what's for dinner? <laughs> and he's like, don't ask me that right now. <laughs> but he figures out then that, okay, well, then a practical solution is we could put her powers to use. And he finds that his like Yakuza boss was like, someone has to do this cheap, you know, construction job. So he just uses her powers. He asks her to basically do some deforestation. She uproots a bunch of trees and puts them into logs and stuff. And this is where we have that eh, slightly emotional scene where she's sort of like, oh, yeah, you're giving me orders, right? Yeah, like that's what people do. They tell me to do things. Mm -hmm. 
And he, I think he kind of feels bad about it. Yeah. Well, he kind of says like, oh, I see that this is what you're used to. Um, and the show is not that interested in like having that emotional, like let's unravel the mystery of who she is. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to see flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, I don't know if it matters. Like I don't think the show cares or we care about I think like, it'll get, unwrapping I think it'll all that. slowly get there because I want to know. I want to know what her deal is. Yeah. A little bit. No, I want to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that they, they establish more instead. He st- starts to see it as more like a, I'll take care of you, but you still have to do things in order to get rewarded. Mm-hmm. That, you know, so he's not just going to exploit her for her powers and treat her like, you know, a piece of construction equipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, it's, it's nice. It's like a little wholesome. But again, this is mostly just sort of a sarcastic jokey kind of show he gets her to kill well she doesn't he doesn't get her too but oh, he's, I forgot about this. he's supposed to kill somebody and he takes her with him for some reason and right. she's and like he's not a no, killer. she sneaks into the car she oh. she doesn't want to bring her okay well she's in the car and she's just like <laughs> i'll ki-. she's like wait don't you want me to kill him and he's like no this is this has nothing to do with you and then she's just like oh this guy is nice he's like and, but she's still like, I'll I'll kill him for you. Don't worry. And she just goes in and she like, everybody that's in the building is thrown at each of the windows. All of the windows are broken. And she she like, everybody's like screaming. She's like re- wreaking havoc on like everyone in the entire building. And then she pulls out the uh, the boss and she's like, this is the guy you want to kill, right? And she kills him, I guess. We don't see what happens. But yeah. Uh, it's funny because they, and it happens throughout the show. They all say, what the subtitle says is ouchie, which I found very funny. Yeah, because they don't all fly out of the building at once. They like burst out of the window one by one. Like each <laughs> office has a dude fly out of it and they go ouchie, 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 like as <laughs> she throws them out. And it's just this sort of comical, like I, they're just saying like itai in Japanese, but I but guess they're not saying itai. They're saying a. a they're oh, saying they weren't a, there like a variant? It was a variant of itai. Okay, yeah. So I guess they're saying it in a very silly kind of way. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> the show would have a different tone if they were like all screaming um and like that wasn't even the guy's job he was just supposed to go there and like quote unquote right some wrong i think he was just supposed to kill yeah the one guy second in command at this other yakuza thing but she just throws everyone out of a building yeah and so (laughs) he gets a promotion or whatever and everyone at the like in his gang respects him now so that's cool um yeah but we don't see she is like floating the boss and she's like this is the one you had to this is the one you want right and then they just jump to the next scene yeah. So we don't know what happens if, if they kill him or whatever. But they're like, yeah, you took out the entire clan. It's like, huh. Um, and that's pretty much the end of episode one, except... Miles, did you see the after credit scene? No. Like the real Terminator part? I didn't. Okay, so after the credits of episode one, um, the gangster guy, Yoshifumi, he goes and he sees this little red ball... And he touches it, and that's actually like the ball that was on the back of the egg that um, mm-hmm. that Hina came in. And so he gets trapped in the egg, and he's just sitting there um, trapped, and it's like 11 p.m. it shows, like the time. And he tries to like, like swing the egg around and hit the button, but he can't do it. And then they just show time elapse that it's like 5 a.m., and they imply that he pisses himself. Um <laughs> And then he finally sees uh, Hina around and he gets her to like open the egg. And when he comes out, there's like a yellow mist 
that like emanates from him like it's steam but it's piss and he's he's like <laughs> he's like kneeling on one knee the way the terminator do when they come out of uh like you know the smoke or the steam of teleporting in the terminator movies and they play like a fake dun 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 dun, dun like a similar sort of sound uh so it's just this little terminator visual gag that's really silly i love it and i think i'm slow enough that like that didn't click for me until that scene yeah so that that episode was called arrival of the psychokinetic girl it's very very straightforward the timing of this show is like so sharp yeah it it moves at a fast clip too like you really have to stop um to you you really have to pay attention to get like all of the humor and they make this is this is the problem sometimes with these more adult oriented comics or shows is they make like cultural references that I'm like, hang on, hang on. I have to look this up. What the fuck is this game they're playing? What is this nursery rhyme? Mm-hmm. Um, I find all that stuff is interesting, but um, yeah, I, I love the timing of the dialogue and stuff where a character suddenly finds something out and has to be serious or whatever. Um, episode two is, this is how you have a superpower battle. Um, and this is where basically... Following the Terminator metaphor. We're, we're introduced to a new character. Yep. Uh, who also, I think, appears naked in front of some dudes and like just kills them. Uh, yeah, this is this is the T-1000 to mm. the T-800. This mm. is basically Terminator 2 liquid metal guy. But it's a little blonde girl. And they're like, hey, they're all, all these guys on motorcycles see her. And they're like, get out of the way, you're, you naked brat. And she's like, your motorcycles are annoying. <laughs> and he's like... I don't know what he says. Who cares? He just says something like rude or whatever. And then she, yeah, what does she do to them? She just throws them all in the air. What does she do to them? Yeah, I don't know. She beats them up. And they go, ouchie. (laughs) Right. Um, And then, yeah, we later see her wearing one of the clothes, which seems really ill-advised that she's wearing like the jacket with giant Japanese letters of like what clan it was. But then we find out that she wiped them all out anyway. Um still it seems like it would make her a target for other yakuza uh families we meet um the yakuza the main character guys is uh his like um fuck i forgot the term when you're a senpai to driver oh oh his like his like friend in the organization named sabu he's the only jojo voice actor connection i found he is teranosuke who is the paper stand guy Mm. in diamond is unbreakable aka the user of the stand Enigma who puts a gun in a piece of paper that Josuke <laughs> opens at one point, if you re- if you can recall. Hilarious moment. Um, yeah, so this like second girl arrives and she's there to like find and destroy. Kill. She's there to kill her? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, and she, because she doesn't like teleport to the location of an adult who can like guide her the way that Hina has gotten, she just lives on the street and she just steals everything. Yeah. And she does not care that it's wrong or doesn't know that it's wrong. And she just makes a scene running everywhere, stealing food and stuff. Yeah. Um, And uh, our lead guy uh, sees her like she's eating at, I don't know what she's eating, but she's eating some food next to him. Like while he's ramen, they're eating ramen, they're eating ramen. He's waiting for his ramen order. Um, She just gets up and leaves without paying. And then like the restaurant is like, hey, hey, you got to pay. Like, what are you doing? Um, and she's like, pay? No, I'm not going to pay. And she like, he can tell that she's ready to use her powers. Um, so he notices her. I don't know. He, 
why he suspected her of being a girl with powers. I think someone mentioned it to him earlier. Yeah, um, yeah. His his friend or his his colleague, they're walking. They're like, I heard it was a little girl who killed that whole clan. And he's like, oh. really? <laughs> yeah. So, and then so and then he's like, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. And so he, th- that way he lets her go and um, she doesn't have to, I don't know, he doesn't have to see her use her powers and like kill people. Uh, but then he follows her and he sees that, like he he overhears her say that she's looking for um, Hina. Well, isn't there at some point where they use like the the homeless people that they know to find her? Oh, yeah. At some point, like they need to find her and he tells someone, he's like to his his colleague, he's like, what is it, Kotai? Fuck, I can't remember. He tells the other guy, Sabu, like see what the homeless people can find. And then we see like some of the homeless dudes out there and they spot her and report on it. And then one of the guys says to the Yakuza guy, he's like, I can't believe that I've sunken so low that I'm actually telling you gangster guys like the location of this girl and I'm just giving her over to you. And he's like, uh, it's nothing that dark, which is just <laughs> like a reference to prostitution, I guess. Whatever. I guess. Um, sex tra- child sex trafficking. Child trafficking, yeah. Um, but it's not. It's innocent. They just need to find this powerful girl and say, hey, and kill her. Stop probably. throwing bicycle people all over the place. I mean, motorcycle people. Um, but when they do find her, Nita has Hina with him. But he doesn't tell Hina what's hap- what, why he's bringing her along or anything. Yeah. He should have told her. He should have told her. Um, and this girl, Anzu, the blonde, evil-ish girl, is like, oh, I just found her. He's like, She's like, this is weird. Um <laughs> But Hina is like not scared at all. She's just like, hey, hey, Anzu. Um, <laughs> but she's like, yeah, we have to fight it out. I'm here to, you know, kill you. And he's like, wait a minute. You guys can't do that here. It's good. You're going to make a mess. Like, why don't we go over here? <laughs> he like sets up the rules to be a different game. So nobody has to kill each other, which is nice. Yeah. He takes them to a riverbank somewhere. And then he basically to avoid like too much destruction or physical fighting he just has them play a kid's game which is uh it's like a mixture of rock paper scissors and uh what is it achi something muite achi muite mita something like that which is like look this way and it's this Mm -hmm. japanese kids game where you do rock paper scissors and then when you when it's not a tie when someone wins you say whatever it is i forgot and the person who won the game points in one of four directions and they're guessing which way the other person is looking. So they go like rock, paper, scissors, shoot, bam. And then they go look this way at the same time. And if I won, I point my finger down and I hope that you look down at the same time. And you have to choose, do I look up, down, left or right? Mm -hmm. But in this variation, since they're telekinetic, they're trying to force each other's faces to look in the desired direction. Um, and it's just this excuse to draw a bunch of stupid, ugly faces flapping in the wind because the girls are, I love those faces. Yeah. They really, really got some mileage out of that. Um, so they do that. And then what we find out is that it is a weird game. It seems like it'd be fun. My mind is the telekinesis part. I can't do that. Um, we find that Hina is uh, actually stronger than Anzu, which I figured I wasn't sure. Okay. I was not sure. Yeah, she forces her to look in one direction. Like, she actually succeeds. After the other girl had two failed attempts. 
that she makes her look in that direction so hard that there's like an explosion that ripples across like the city it hurts her neck she snaps her neck yeah and you could hear Nitta laughing his ass off oh really in the background Mm -hmm. it's so funny oh I didn't notice that (laughs) um and then yeah so uh, Anzu's like a little she's a little down but she's sort of impressed I think that Hina is this strong and she's like I'll tell you what I'll just take some of your hair and she just rips hair out of Hina's head <laughs> and it hurts which I thought was just revenge yeah um, she's like I'll just tell them I killed you uh-huh. and she has the hair they sort of like and Hina's like do you want to hang out <laughs> which I think is so cute <laughs> yeah she's like we should uh, we should play together mm-hmm. and she's like you're supposed to be dead we can't I can't play with you here and so they shake hands and eventually um, Anzu goes to leave but uh, oh yeah, she takes her little egg teleporter ball. But Yoshifumi accidentally put the ball in with the wash mm. because we see it in the dryer at one point. We just see it bouncing around, and so when she takes it out to go like turn into an egg again or whatever, nothing happens. So she's just homeless. But she doesn't mm-hmm. want to go back to Hina because she already told Hina that like that was the last time they were going to see each other. Yeah, so. she's just like embarrassed, I think. Like, yeah. is that all it is that she's just it's like, oh, it'd be too awkward to see her now. Mm-hmm. I don't really it would be really awkward. It's sort of a silly reason. But and then she kind of vanishes um, at the end of episode two here. Yeah, I was wondering what happened to her because like I, in episode two, I was like, well, what happened to this girl? She's now homeless under under a bridge. But we we get back to that, which is nice. Yeah. In she's down three. there going, sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Anyway. Pretty good. <sighs> Maybe you want to finish this song, but I can't do that. We don't have time. Yeah, I'm glad the anime didn't go as dark as having her like start a heroin addiction. I would not like that. I'd be like too These dark. Are little girls. I, well, hey, dark, yeah. people start that stuff really young, and it's very upsetting. And then the yeah, same. Yeah, this isn't the wire. No. <laughs> it's not. And then the same episode, um, he, the main guy. I don't know. He. I don't know, realizes that he wants to go back to hanging out with girls and stuff again right, and going yeah. on dates and stuff. So adult girls, adult girls and not his women. Uh, Let's call daughter. them women. Yeah. Yes. Adult, adult, adult girls. Grown yeah, large girls. Want. Sure. Fine. <laughs> Big children. Full uh, grown girls. Cause he's, he's at a cabaret club, a gentleman's or hostess club. And he's talking to these girls and he's like, yeah, you guys haven't like, you know, hit me up in a while. Uh, and they're like, well, the rumor is that you have a daughter now and you're trying to spend more time with her. And you're buying out the whole department star- store for her. Isn't that cute? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, her. shit. And he's like, he realizes that he's losing his like single young man's image. Yeah. So every night he's just like, I'm going out. <laughs> and he, he just leaves Hina with a can of tuna or whatever, a can of uh, fish. Mackerel, I think. Mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's going out and, and ha- macking it to girls. Yeah, but it's weird. He's macking it to these girls macking who work at like a club. Ladies. It's like, like yeah. yeah, they're paid to laugh at your jokes and stuff. So it's funny that he's like, oh, I'm losing my image. But it's like, yeah. well, they called you because they needed you to come out and spend money. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how those clubs work. They make money if you buy drinks. They get commission. It's a weird industry. You know but who I'm, he likes? He likes Utako. Yeah. We'll get into into her in a little bit. Um. So Hina starts to notice like, hey, these dinners really suck and he's spending all this time out alone. 
Um, so she she grabs her friend and they go follow him. Yeah, she grabs her friend from school who is not a telekinetic. She knows that he knows a little weird. Yeah. But And she's like, why are you taking me? And she's like, because this world is full of distractions. And also the TV told me that you should always bring a friend to follow people. Yes. And this kind of reminds me because she, she tells her friend like, oh, the way you follow someone is and she just keeps citing movies and TV. Yeah. Um, like she is like, oh, yeah, the TV always says that when you follow someone, you should bring a lot of people. Yeah. Which is terrible advice. It's just a comedic thing to do. Yeah. Um, but that reminds me of an episode one, I think, where she swears she won't use her power mm-hmm. and she offers a pinky swear. And then when they when they lock pinkies, she says like a little rhyme. Yeah. And, and it is like, or we'll fucking senpuku ourselves and kill, yeah. is that how you say that? And kill <laughs> Se- ourselves. Seppuku. Seppuku. Yeah. That she's like, if you break the promise, you will slit your belly open or whatever. And he's <laughs> like, were you watching a variety show? Like a, one of those comedic duo shows in, in Japanese TV. Um. Yeah, and that's brought up again later, too. He says something like, was this... Were you watching a drama? Uh, And so she and her school friend, her normal person friend, whose name is Hitomi, uh, they go out and they look for this guy. And... um, They they follow him. They... And they... They follow him, but they lose him. They lose him. And so then they're like, let's go... um, Hina's like, let's go where we... Where I... Where I followed him to last time. Where he went last time. And it was like this bar. And the bar's closed. Um and it's closed but but these patrons these usual patrons walk in anyway in particular this guy with like a tie like loose around his neck around his head he has the tie on his his head head. his cheeks are all red and he's like ha ha give me a martini or whatever he asks for no he wants he wants a hardball highball highball he wants to play hardball he's like make me a highball and well he wanders in and he's like where's utako which is the, the adult woman that that she was looking for in the first place um oh yeah yeah that's the thing is hina leaves the bar so it's just this regular oh, girl yeah. she's like in the Hina's bar like i'll go look for him you wait here in case he comes back right this drunk guy wanders in and is like where's utako the bartender usually and she's like um we're closed and he's like oh you're so cute you're so tiny why don't you make me a drink and he just sits at the bar <laughs> and she being a kid just is like uh, I guess yeah we'll and he just him a drink. And, sh- and he gives her instructions on like how to make it and she's like really good at it apparently he makes some pun there where he's like don't you know how to make a highball oh uh, yeah she's like what and then like the scene ends right as he does it he's something like like he makes a pun where it's like hi i lost my ball or something yeah. like that some kind of silly pun um but Hina, I think, makes her way... No, Hina finds the bartender, yeah. Utako, and she's explaining to to her uh, her feelings about, you know, she's feeling left alone and this guy's going out, you know, mm-hmm. by himself and dinner sucks now. And Utako, you know, understands this and, you know, they want to talk to him about it. Um, when she goes back to the bar, they find Hitomi there, like, making drinks for this guy. And for, for also... Um What's his name? Kita and other people. Ni- now, like, Nita, the main guy? Nita, yeah. Oh, everyone's guy. in the bar at that point? E- everyone's there, yeah. Yeah, so the bar is just like in full swing. And, <laughs> and so when the bartender comes back, she's like, uh, we're open? <laughs> she's like, who are you? <laughs> that it? <laughs> oh, she says, she, yeah, when she walks in, she's stunned. She goes, arara. And then like the bartender girl, the, like the girl who's now a bartender, she's, <laughs> she's like, like, arara. <laughs> she like repeats it in her head. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like trying perfectly to imitate being a bartender. And of course... She's crushing it. Yeah. She's doing great. She shakes real well. Yeah. They say her drinks are really good. 
Um, and Nita is getting drunk there. And so like everyone, like all the characters pretty much, um, except Anzu, who's homeless somewhere. <laughs> um, they're all in this little bar. And does Utako tell uh, Nita here like what the deal is, like what Hina's feeling, that no, kind of thing? No, Hina says it. Hina says like, hey, I've been wanting to tell you something. She was like, I really want to go out with you to a girls club. And then everybody's like, yeah, girls club. And all of them in the bar are like, girls club, girls club. Let's all go to a girls yeah, club. Yeah, they're all saying like, it's like kabakura, which is like, it's a, a mix of the word cabaret and club. And so they're all drunk or children. And they're just going like kabakura. And they're just like chanting it as they go to some, it's like, one of the characters makes a distinction in the show between it's not a host club. It's not a hostess club. It's a cabaret club or whatever. But I couldn't figure out a meaningful distinction. So they go to this club where, you know, just these hot girls laugh at your jokes and you drink with them and they pretend to care about you. I make it sound really sad. And I guess it kind of is. Mm-hmm. But it looked fun, though. It seems like it's almost like a platonic version of like a strip club, I guess. Like there's no dancing on you but it's like just stopping and having a conversation and being like I think wow that's, that's a hostess though that's a hostess but he's he specifically says it's not a host club which is the male version of that oh you think that's what oh okay. I think that's what he was saying because it was that um, makes sense because she was, wants a champagne tower yeah she wants a champagne tower ah mm. uh, okay so there is no meaningful distinction necessarily because they're all there and the adult woman there Utako is like we should get a champagne tower and yeah he's like this isn't a host club meaning mm-hmm. the female version of it. And I guess women like champagne towers. Right. The version, a host club is when it's men who pretend to like you or whatever. Yeah. And they're, they're paid to like you. Yeah. It's where like maybe middle-aged business women go because they're too busy or too lonely to just do regular dating. And I don't know. It kind of seems like fun. It's sort of this mutual relationship where you get to feel social with people and they just make you get drunk and spend money at the bar. So it doesn't really sound that different from regular relationships, I guess. Wow. Wow. Um, They're all there having fun, and thankfully none of the children get drunk or anything. Uh, Tomi does get a call from her mom, though. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, do you know what time it is? Where are you? And she's like, I'm at a a, a cabaret club. And she's like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Just come home. Um. Yeah, I think Tomi is a very funny character. Yeah, she's great. Uh, anyone uh, remember how this episode ends? I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I feel like it just ends there. Well, no, he does. Like, he does. Have friend the, gets a call from her mom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and all he, that. he does wake up the next day and he has a bill and it's like, oh, yeah. it's like $20,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, this is not helping my hangover when he sees it, which I think is funny. Yeah. And Hina's like, uh, we should do it again or something. He's like, we're not going to go out for a while. I, th- I think he says something like yeah, that. Like, like, we're going to have to, we're, we're tight on money now. <laughs> we're going to live thrifty or something. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, shit. Because they've just been bawling out. She's been having fucking caviar yeah. every day and shit. Um, and then the third episode is a bit of a... Um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a mishmash of like a bunch of little subplots. Uh, It's vignettes. Yeah, yeah. And I I really liked this episode. It's got this... Most of it was about uh, the homeless girl. Anzu. 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 Yeah, the nemesis telekinetic girl who now just has to figure out how to live on the streets. Mm -hmm. And 
So the homeless guy that we saw in episode... So she's stealing two. a bunch, and then the homeless guy like kind of takes her in and is like, hey, you can't just keep stealing because you're going to end up in jail. You should... Like, yeah. there's other ways to make money and live on the street. And so he tries to show all her the, the ropes. Shop- yeah, because all the shopkeepers, including Utako, are closing in on her. Yeah. And I thought it was funny that one of them was asking her, like, why don't we just call the police? And she's like, I'll never call those bastards. <laughs> yeah, she spits on the ground. That's great. And it's like, oh, she's a total great. ACAB. Yeah, she's just, she just really, I don't know. She's really about that that crime underworld life. That, that underground she, Yakuza circuit. She wants to abolish the police, Mark. I don't think <laughs> it's like a progressive sort of philosophy. No, I, I think, think she's a criminal who has a bar that hosts Yakuza and they ruin her business. Mm. <laughs> I think it's that. What makes her a criminal other than owning the bar? Um, I don't know. Maybe she looks the other way on some Yakuza stuff. I, or... think, I think this show mm. seems to be pretty smart. I bet we're going to like... We're going to learn why she hates the police in a future episode. Maybe. <laughs> but that's the thing that I, yeah, I did like this. And I did think this was smart that the homeless guy we see in like the previous episode, who's like, I can't believe I'm telling the Yakuza where a little girl is. He is the one who takes her in and he's yeah. like, yeah, I feel bad. Um, but oh, yeah, right. Because he, he's like, because the Yakuza were looking for you. Right. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you other ways to make money. And I knew what the, what the eventual punchline was going to be. Which was just that she makes like $2 the whole day. Oh, yeah. But it is this sort of, it's this sort of sweet thing where just the show or the manga wants to show you how hard it is to be homeless. Yeah. That they Mm -hmm. just go and they like look for coins in these different places. And they also like like pick up a bunch of cans. Yeah. The one thing that kind of stuck with me was that he's like, yeah, if you find a bunch of coins in the machine then you don't really have to find that many cans. Mm. And it was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's such small change that you would think like it doesn't matter. But it's yeah. like to someone who doesn't have a job or can't have a job that they're just like, it, like all this effort finding cans equals like, oh, someone left a fucking dollar coin in yeah. there. Um, so they all, they get all these cans and stuff. And then he's like, being homeless means a lot of walking because we have to go trade these in for cash. And they're just walking somewhere in the outskirts of town. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be two more hours of walking. And uh, she at first uh, like falls over, but then she gets back up and they get to the place and they they exchange the cans and they get like, what is it, like $2 or something? Yeah. They get like and nothing. And he's like, he's like, with this much, you can buy uh, maybe three uh, cups of those uh, instant ramen that you bought. And she was like, only three? She's yeah. like, we worked all day. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's hard to make money. And then he's like, oh. And he kind of goes like, now you, yeah, now you see why they're so mad when you steal from them. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like that was his intention the whole time or something, but I don't think so. Um, he's a very honorable man. He yeah. Seems. He seems very honorable. Yeah. And this homeless encampment thing is a real thing in Japan because, not to get all political, but a lot of uh, the American homeless population. Oh, boy. Is, uh, it's a lot of people who are on drugs. Um who are addicted or have a serious uh, debilitating mental illness and our country doesn't really have a lot of social safety nets. So sometimes these people, they just fall to the wayside and unfortunately are on the street. um, And they're just like, you know, on extremely hard times. But in Japan, I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, that doesn't happen in Japan, but at least the stuff I've seen depicted in comics is it'll just be these older guys that are, I don't know, why they're out of work maybe they also have 
um, mental health issues or whatever, but they are able to at least they form these like shanty towns. I think they do that in the U.S. too. They form little homeless communities too. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's more in it suburban depends, places. It depends on where you are, yeah. Maybe it's not in the city so much. Yeah. Well, uh, they probably all know each other in the city too, though. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm sure they yeah, do. Yeah, maybe it's just that what I see, what I notice is the people who, you know, are obviously like the most visible and mm-hmm. the most alarming mm-hmm. because they're, you know, talking to themselves or, um, you know, are just laid out, you know, in an alley or something. Um, but yeah, so they, they make like a shanty town and they all seem like, pretty normal like uh mentally stable i guess is the term that i would use um but he's like yeah if you want you know for the community to accept you you should buy everyone drinks yeah buy them all sake so she like made this tiny bit of money and then he's like you should spend it now and she's like fuck um and then and again this this is nothing to do with either of the main characters this is just this weird side plot and she doesn't use her telekinesis this whole time, by the way. Yeah. I was hoping that she'd like use her powers to like somehow suck all of the change out of the machine or something. Mm. I guess that'd be theft again. But like yeah. if you just found all of the quarters laying on the ground somewhere, I guess it's not that smart, you know. Um, I was thinking that. Why, do you, why don't you think she did? Well, I guess if you sucked it out of the machine, you'd still be stealing. And True. if it's just like an extension of your hand, then you can't just like have it be a smart finder that picks up all the coins, you know. But you'd still think there'd be something. Like, why doesn't she levitate the cans and bottles with her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like they forget that she has the powers. I, I don't know. I think she just wants to be... She just wants to follow this guy and do what he says yeah. and be normal. She's a kid. Yeah. Yeah, so they go back to the homeless club. The homeless club. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is, Mark. It's a social club where people just they, hang out. They want to be there. Yeah. You know? So they all, like, have a fire and they all are drinking... Um, and she's sitting there and she feels kind of alienated from the group. She's like, I brought the booze. Why do I feel like I'm an outsider still? Yeah. Um, and they are like, hey, why don't you come over here and sing for us? And she's like, why do I have to sing? I brought the booze. And she and they're like, uh, this probably would have cost uh, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like um, the, this other guy, the, the guy who was helping her. I forget his name. He was probably I forget um, his name, too. He was probably helping her. Um, yeah he basically says like you didn't afford this alcohol like this guy put in all the rest of his money yeah um so whatever she starts singing and she's just sings it she just yells sings obnoxiously a weird song about a wolf it's like a nursery rhyme (laughs) because she's like i only know one song yeah so she just yells this song about like this wolf went and found a little piggy and and then (laughs) the, the thing is like that she keeps saying like munch 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 like yeah. She goes, Musha, Musha, Musha. But she's like really like yelling it. Mm-hmm. It's not singing at all. And when she's done, they're all like. I thought that was great. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. And they're all crying. And she's like, <laughs> oh, I moved them. And this one guy's wiping his eyes. He's like, that's the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> He's like, but you remind me of my granddaughter. Aww. Um, which made me sad because why is there a homeless grandfather? But I the, guess. They're all homeless grandfathers. Well, well, you don't know that. I mean, A lot of them are. They're all family to somebody yeah theoretically and they all cry they're all crying um and they let her they they take her in they accept her they accept her part of one of them uh but then i guess the next day she's out like hunting for cans and bottles doing her thing and then she sees nita the the yakuza guy and he's like oh hey it's you i've been i was meaning to give you this actually um and he just gives her like four hundred dollars 
And she just sits there thinking about how hard it was for her to scrounge up like $2 in cans. And so she just throws the money back at him. Um, But then what happens? She goes back to the camp but thinks about... Oh, she hears them. the homeless guy's talking about how hard it is to make money. It's even harder than usual because Mm -hmm. the price on metals has fallen. So they're making less for the cans and bottles. So she hunts him down. She like chases them in their Yakuza car. And she apologizes for being rude. And he's like, I understand. I accept your apology. And she asks for the money again. And he's like, yeah, that's okay. He's, you know, because she intends to use the money to buy the homeless camp something. He gives her the money again. She gives a deep bow. He gets in his car and drives away. And his friend is like, hey, that girl's still bowing. And they're like down the street and she's still like in a deep bow. Um, but then uh, when she goes to stand up and I guess leave, all the shopkeepers that were chasing her, like they pounce on her. Um, and Utako grabs the cash and uh, she does like she crunches the numbers on how much money she owes, and she's left with well, I don't know how much money she left with, like roughly the amount she got from collecting cans and bottles. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, and she goes back and tells the homeless guy this, and he's like, "Well, you got to pay everyone back." Yeah. And, and you she's have crying. Enough. She's like very upset. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like on the ground, like crying her ass off. Um and yeah i don't remember what else happens i think that's it with that part of it but then the guy makes her feel better by saying like yeah we would have bought alcohol with it anyway it doesn't matter yeah 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 which is more supposed to be i think self-effacing than it is some (laughs) extremely rude comment on uh homeless uh dudes or something but yeah the one guy's like we didn't need all that money um but the next story is hitomi yeah who has been forced into working at the bar she, by Utako, who is blackmailing her with a picture of her working at the bar. Yep. And then her teacher is, walks why in. Why is she doing that? Because she's a good bartender. <laughs> she should not it's be doing that. It's a good business model, Miles. Just force people It's all into these it. adults exploiting children. She is, she is paying her what sounds like more money than any normal middle school. She's I, paying I, her, she did, yeah, like 15 bucks an hour. Um yeah, which is, and she's saying that's more than any normal middle school child make. And Hitomi points out that no middle school child would work at a bar. Yeah, or don't work in general. And and uh, but she also says that her bank, her like checkbook or her money log is like getting huge. I guess because she's also getting a lot of tips, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so she's working as a bartender, and we see the usual regular guy who always has the tie on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Shabu's dad. We find out, right? Right. It's it's the one of the Yakuza guys' dad, um, and he goes there and he's drinking with him. And then there's just like off in like an alley somewhere, it's a te- one of the girls' teachers. This young man talking to an old man who's very drunk, and they're talking about him becoming like a a lead teacher, like being promoted in the world of education at some point and i didn't recognize this guy at the time but when they go in the bar um after this whole blackmail talk happens um hitomi is like oh my god that's my homeroom teacher Mm -hmm. and it kind of flashes back and we see like oh yeah that is the same guy Um, and he recognizes her but he's like no it can't be her and it's like well well, well, the first thing that happens is she's she's like uh freaking out about it but the bartender utako and the patron the the regular Barflies are like who cares they're like yeah. whatever what's the big deal mm-hmm. you know 
I don't know why they're like that. Nobody offers to hide her or anything. They're like, yeah, go serve him. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes over there and she tries to just make a stupid face to not look like herself. Like she's just like stretching <laughs> her mouth really far to not look like her. Uh, but it doesn't work. And her teacher recognizes her, but he doesn't immediately say anything because he's just like, no, this this can't be her. I must be losing my mind. And he's like, I'm sorry, you just, you look so familiar. You look like one of my students. And he's like, but you can't be. And his dad is like, yeah, that would be really bad if it were too. That would really hamper your promotion, you know, possibly or whatever. And right when he hears those words, he instantly just orders a drink. Mm-hmm. He's I, like, haha, it can't be her. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the, t- what like the exact words were, but it was just something where he's like, that would be bad for your promotion. He's like, I'll have a drink like instantaneously. <laughs> Um, and then it just becomes this sort of silly scene of competitiveness almost where he's like, wow, you made an extremely good, um, million dollar. Is that a drink? I don't even know. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, so she makes a really good cocktail and the guys at the, you know, the regulars are like, you really have to try her drinks. Like it's incredible. And he drinks one one point Sabu, like says her name yeah he's an there's idiot a voiceover from hitomi where she's like sabu you dumbass piece of crap and i thought it was so harsh coming from hitomi because she's such a sweet little girl oh does she say it to him or it's just in her head it's just in her head oh yeah yeah it's it's because uh, yeah when he's talking to himself the teacher and he's thinking about like he doesn't know her given name which i thought was weird that he's like no he, oh yeah they they flip it for some reason in the subtitles but he knows her family name um mm-hmm but he doesn't know her given name. And then the fucking idiot guy at the end is like, oh yeah, Hitomi's great. You know, that's like, now that's her full name. So if he was confused at all about who she was, that's who it is. Um, Yeah. And then uh, he orders a different drink where he's like, well, you don't have any calluses on your hands from using a drink stirrer at the bar. So let me get a drink called the bartender or something. I've never heard of that either. I don't do any drinking. So why would I know? But it's a fancy cocktail and we see her prepare it properly and she has one of those bar stirring things. Uh, And of course, he's knocked over by it. He thinks it's amazing. And uh, he's like, but you don't have any calluses. He's obsessed with this idea Mm -hmm. of having calluses. And she goes like, oh, I I did. I I work so much that they fell off, which is just an insane thing to say. Calluses fall off. Yeah. Like (laughs) if anything, you should just be like, I file them down. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the idea that you could have a callus, so uh, whatever, it's also gross. Um, and then, yeah, the scene just ends. I don't recall. She's just triumphant. She wins. Yeah. Um, then- the last thing is like uh, Tina cleaning Nita's house for some reason. I forget why. Right. Yeah. She, um, they're eating and she's being greedy at dinner. Is that what you're going to you're going to describe? Yeah, he makes an offhanded comment to her where he's just like, "Oh, I saw um, what's her name? A, a, Anzu. A, I saw Anzu the other day. Uh, you know, she's homeless, living off the street. He's like, you know, I should have her come he- live here with me, and you should try living on the street or something like that. Yeah, because he's then, like that would make you grateful. He sounds like a real parent this time yeah. around. You know, he's like, why don't you try working as hard as she does? Yeah, and and so then she ends up having uh, Hina ends up having a nightmare uh, where she's homeless and uh, uh, Nita is dating. <laughs> yeah, that was really uh, weird. What's her, what's her name? Anzu. Anzu. 
Uh, and it was just horrible. They walk out her. of the restaurant and they're laughing, being like, ha ha ha, that was such great food. And they walk past Hina, who has a sign like, please help, like, yeah. you know, we'll work for food. And she's just like, food or something. And then we see, yeah, we see her wake up that it's a nightmare. Yeah. And so she decides, she's like, I have to be a really good daughter if I want to mm-hmm. keep, you know, eating. I don't want to be on the street. Yeah. So then she says, she like wishes him well, like on his, like tells him to have a good day. Um, let's him have an extra meatball at dinner. And then everything go, goes wrong while she tries to clean the apartment while he's away. Right. Cause she's like, I'm going to clean the apartment. He's going to come back and like cry tears of joy. And what she's picturing, it's like, okay, that feels possible. But then she, being a kid or being lazy. Immediately, like, knocks over a vase and, like, spills water everywhere. It's it's sort of, it's great physical comedy because she, like, almost knocks over a, a vase and then she catches it with her hand. And then she, like, wipes her brow with the same hand. So she drops it. Um, <laughs> one spills a bunch of water. And then she, like... I don't know what she's doing with that sheet. Like she's trying to dry the sheet out or she's going to like clean it. She wants to hang the seat on his balcony, this uh, sheet on his balcony, but she just throws it off the balcony and you just see the sheet. I guess it was like a rug maybe. And she was going to like try to get the dust out of it or something. Yeah. She, it's just something that she wants to drape over the side of the building, but she just throws it away (laughs) into the city. (laughs) So she's like broken vases, spilled water now, thrown a rug out. And then she's, I think she just says she's hungry. I don't remember why she looks in the fridge, but uh, yeah, she goes. I've been working hard. I should. I, I deserve a treat. Well, yeah, because she sees that it says like it's it's a bunch of ikura, the, the the caviar she likes, and it says like rewards for Hina, and she's like, yeah, I'm I've been working hard, and I bet I would be you know given this as a reward later. So she starts eating it. You know, just that dumb excuse you tell yourself, where you're like, well, it's like I've been doing. You know. And she's eating it, and then we we cut over to um, Nita himself, and he's talking to um, one of his coworkers. His coworkers, one of the yakuza guys, is like noticed that he's worried, and I forget what it is he's worried about specifically, but it turns out that he says like, "Oh, because she was acting, she was acting strange." Um, yeah, she was doing nice things for him. Yeah, and he's like, "I don't have anything to reward her to like show her my appreciation for her being so polite." He's like. I do have all this caviar in the fridge that was meant to reward her, but she hasn't really done anything nice in a while. So I think it's just gone bad, mm-hmm. which means that she's just eaten a bunch of rotten um, yeah. fish eggs. And so we go back to her cleaning and she's just delirious, just like floating <laughs> dishes just in like the air. Just like everything's floating and then it, it all falls and breaks. Yeah, she's like and rinsing she dishes. Out. She passes out. <laughs> yeah, she's just like floating dishes through water to rinse them and then they fall anyway and break. She falls over, yeah, and passes out. And then the episode just ends with him just opening the door. It doesn't even show him react. It's just him being like, I'm back. And then it just credits roll. No, and he has a bag full of new Ikura too. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. He has a shopping bag full of Ikura for her as uh, a reward. <laughs> well, perfect. You know, it's about your best intentions, right? Yeah. So that was episodes uh, one through three of Hina Matsuri. Um Brought to us by Patreon supporter Nick. Thank you, Nick. Um, the show's funny. Yeah, it was a funny show, and it was nice to uh, see a comedy um, for once in a while. Not not that you know the shows we've been covering haven't had their comedic moments, but uh, this was a, a nice change. And I like seeing something seinen that's like makes you think about nightlife and um, embezzlement scams and just, hmm. uh, I don't know. 
just uh, stuff that I find more relatable, you know? My days of wielding a sword and stuff are over. Has a little bit of everything. You got adult life, you have kids trying to figure it out, you have also a normal kid and alien kids and sci-fi and powers. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I want to keep watching. Yeah, we'll keep watching. Okay, I'll keep watching. You will? Probably. Do we catch you in a lie, Miles? (laughs) No, I'm going to do it. All right, cool. I might do it. Show it to your child. Show him the ways of the adult. He's not going to get it. (laughs) He doesn't know how to read yet. That's Miles Jackie is saying it's too deep for him. (laughs) It, It... Honestly, is too deep. Jackie's for him. dissing your child. I don't. No. I've seen videos of your kid, and he he's like using tools. He's looking at stuff. It's in, that's like all I do. Like that's all it takes for me <laughs> to define myself. Really, he's already caught up to Mark. <laughs> it's really sad. Um, but yeah, good for him. If it makes you feel better, I don't think he'll get this show. <laughs> I, I hope that makes well, you. feel I better, think Mark. there's only one way to find out. And then when uh, all right, I'll show it to him. When he grows up, I'm going to be like, your dad thought you were too dumb for anime, <laughs> but I believed in you. That's what Uncle Mark is here for. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. You can follow us on Twitter if you go to our account. You can follow us if you go to the JJB Pod account. That's JJBPOD on Twitter. There's probably a follow button or maybe it's an icon now. Who knows? You can also that shit. write to us at Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Yep. And you can subscribe to us on Twitch, which is also JJB Pod. We're everywhere. Yeah. So you can watch Mark puttering around the house. You can watch me, um, you know, put shims behind the door hinges up here so that the lock properly sits behind the jam and the strike plate. Anyway, have a great week. See, this is good stuff. Yeah, man. Super <laughs> fascinating stuff. It's home improvement. I hope everyone else's <laughs> life is uh, uh, more interesting. Good night. Good night. Bye.